Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters. The old heads talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your We got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with them stories. Facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have such sites to show you. You can find this spooky podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Maybe even Spotify. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me, as always, is our scary co-host, Winter. Hello, I scare you with tremendous school debt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Winter, of course. uh, Trash Monk. I, I, I. That's Trash Monk. I, I, I. Aye, aye, aye. That's a, that's the best one I've done yet. Yeah, man, you're killing it. Yes, now that I've been given um, the green light by whoever I thought I would offend by doing that, <laughs> uh, it's now a okay, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, it is fine over here being a nerd up in the mountains for the Central Valley quadrant of the nerd. Yeah, he's a, he's a mountain nerd. He has a he has a knife just for filleting. It's real <laughs> filleting anime nerds. Yeah, mm. filleting your ma- your favorite manga nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read manga. It's backwards. This is America. You flip that. <laughs> you flip that comic. I want to see a Spider Man. <laughs> How dare you? All right. That's what I want. I want like. Yeah. I want ignorant nerds. I want ignorant nerds that are like, "What's a manhwa?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was just I, I, a manga. I I do think there are ignorant nerds, but when you attach that nerd part to it, they're just they're ignorant to the point of what they spend hours and hours of studying. They're ignorant to real life situations. <laughs> well, that's that's just being a nerd, man. That's being a geek. It's like, right, I, but there's, but okay, there there's some nerds out there because I've been watching some YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I, I'm kind of I watch some YouTube. You you might know that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, this uh, this is going into how my week was. Uh, there there are the nerds like us who are knowledgeable, but we also have things going on outside of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if I could say that much. Then there is the nerds 
that are known as players of Eve Online. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the call out is so real right now, man. <laughs> yes. Where there is a guy, um, <laughs> there is a 10 minute or 10 or 15 minute documentary. I can't remember. I was in a trance talking about this one guy who control, who's very prominent in the Eve community and talking like he is a African warlord. What? <laughs> on Eve Online. Okay. Essentially, essentially talk about how he strikes fear in the hearts of players and stuff like that. Yeah. And and also the thing is like he's no they said something about how he never logs into the game. So what is he doing? He's just he's just like grandstanding and never plays the game. He I'm just shows up. I'm predicting what they're saying is that his the way he plays the game is by going into forums and starting battles and like rallying people. And he's like the war. He's like the guy who gathers the troops up for clans. That's how he plays this game. So that's like one. So that is like taking um, ignorant nerdiness to a level to where like when they're interviewing him, he's acting like he is okay this is not me saying anything so relax guys he's acting like he's the donald trump of, of <laughs> eve online okay saying that and he has he, he's acting like he's donald trump but then acting like he's the joker in the same sense i can't with any of this man <laughs> yes and then there's going on like there's stories of like people spending months infiltrating clans getting into their funds and then like removing people from access to these funds like stealing millions of i've heard of that currency i heard i heard of that and there's people now okay get this they're called space historians that they are they what they are known for is tracking the history of eve online okay and now there's going to be books written apparently about Eve Online. There's been <laughs> and I love it. Like, I love it, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, like whatever happened to like classy nerdiness? No, man. Classy you got to take nerdiness. it to the next level. You have right. to take it to the next level, man. Like there is a thing out there, and it's a it's just for fighting game heads, and it's this thing called it's called Tiamat's Plot Guide, mind you. It's, <laughs> it's strictly for Street Fighter. And for everyone who knows, Street Fighter has one of the most convoluted storylines of all time. Spread, uh-huh. a, spread across multiple games, movies, animes, and uh, comic books. So there's this guy, Tiamat, that spent hours combing the databases of all this knowledge to make one, cohes- one coherent story from start to finish about the history of Street Fighter. No one else has taken time to do this, mind you. And he's and it's so good that Capcom themselves kind of sometimes dip into what he's written to use it as basis for their new content. This is some random guy like on Game Facts, right? Decided to write the the Cimmeriliad of Street Fighter knowledge. You know what I mean? He's like, like if you ever wondered what a a Hadouken tasted like, it tastes like mint because <laughs> he and Matt said so. <laughs> You know, okay. you know what it feels like to be hit by a sonic boom? It's like when, you know that feeling when your car, when a, a car drives past your car really fast and your door shakes and it kind of freaks you out a little bit? Sonic, right. A sonic boom is similar to that. 
because Tiamat said so. He is the Street Fighter historian. He's taken his love and nerdiness for Street Fighter to another level that no one else's dare dream can be reached. Gotta so take maybe it to the I next don't level, mean man. ignorant nerdiness, an ignorant nerd. Maybe I don't mean that. Maybe it's just like God mode nerd. Where yeah, it's at, like they've ascended <laughs> to a higher plane of nerdiness. Yeah. We're, to where they're eating their own uh, <laughs> we're like I don't want to say it. No, it's we're masters of the nerdiverse, right? We yes. we consider ourselves um masters of all things nerd. These are like the celestials of the nerdiverse, <laughs> these guys. <laughs> these are <laughs> you know, these dudes are on a whole other wavelength of comprehension in oh, technology. <laughs> we're down here trying to make fire with sticks. And these guys <laughs> Or we're yeah. using their iPads, like, oh, aren't they cute? Like, or more like the HP Lovecraft deed. Yeah. <laughs> these are the old ones of the Nerdiverse, yeah. dude. Like, these are cats you don't want to be in a conversation with because no matter what, even if you love something, like, I love Hell, like, I like Clive Barker and Hellraiser and horror movies. There's some cats out, out there that will blow me out the water, and I'm just sitting there, like, what? You know? Like, you don't want to talk to these people because they're just too next level. They can only talk to other next level beings. You know what I mean? They're like yeah. Mr. Mitzelplick from like the, the 12th dimension. You know, just there's some Overwatch guys that know like the ultra. You know, okay. Speaking of which, remember when Sombra was being teased? Remember how uh-huh. the months ahead of Sombra being teased? There was all this weird like hints in the game and like there was like this big giant brick wall of like raw computer text that guys had to comb through to get like her location and stuff like that that's a celestial of the nerdiverse the guy who figured that out who spent hours and hours (laughs) combing through to get that yeah out there that's a celestial of the nerdiverse man (laughs) this is somebody who's willing to dedicate I know it's like the, it's like the guy who built the Starship Enterprise in in Minecraft to scale. Yes, <laughs> that's that's a celestial of the nerdiverse. Though. He's They've up there in the clouds. Plane. Like so, is our nerdiverse in a uh, a Buddhist or Hinduistic style um a belief idea where we they've reached a higher plane of existence? They've ascended, my good man. They're the, go. they're the super Saiyans of of Masters of the Nerdiverse, dude. They're <laughs> on. They're the super Saiyans, though. We're just we're grimy Saiyans, like following the the words of Lord Frieza. These guys are in yeah. full golden Azaru mode, throwing planets at each other. Like, like so this means t- also, you know? in my mind, this would mean that there's some that have ascended the other way, where they've gone darker. Like Hellraiser level. Yeah, yeah. There, for every opposite, there for every you know positive, yeah. there's an opposite side. So there are the the next level godlike celestial nerds that do things that are beyond the contemplation of man. Yes. And then and there's who who are those people? Those are the celestials of the nerdiverse. Dude. But I'm saying like those who are the opposite. Of those like, are the opposite. The- are these are the guys who send death threats to uh to uh to to Zack Snyder because he ruined Justice League. Okay, <laughs> you know we're I mean? just trying to work out the master, the MOTN official uh, canon, the, the, the pantheon. You know, <laughs> yeah, the pantheon of the nerdiverse, man. For for the for the ultra enlightened celestials, uh-huh. these are the guys who get mad 
at Homegirl who played Starfire in the Titans show and, and, and just send her racist crap until she le- until she leaves Twitter. That's the negative of it all. These are the self-entitled nerds who feel like I'm protecting the canon and I get to be racist now. That's the complete opposite. So where, <laughs> the, so, uh, where would Austin be in the situation? <laughs> Austin's among us, though. He walks with us, man. We walk hand in hand in the amber waves of grain, Doug. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one of us, yeah. Doug. Let's walk right into the news. That's, I want to go over my week. I have things I want to talk about real quick. Okay. So. What I've done really quick. I want to go into the news so we can get it done, but I just want to talk about some things real quick. Uh, really quick. Uh, played Spider-Man, the heist, the new DLC for the Spider-Man yeah. PS4 game. It's okay. It was like a, it was like a three-hour campaign for 10 bucks it's fine three hour tour throughout it was a three hour tour i recommend it if you love the game uh it's not as good as the main campaign but it's not horrible uh i finished uh the haunting of hill house that is a really good show not just on a horror base but like on a psychological like emotional roller coaster i i can't say enough about the haunting yeah. of hill house it's watch it it's on netflix but on the other side of that i also watched the first like four episodes of the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix i'm not sure if you know what that is i've heard of it this is uh the retelling of remember that show uh um sabrina the teenage witch yeah with uh, Melissa Joan Hart and all that, and I feel like I've we've talked about that show on here about that yeah. stupid cat, yeah, <laughs> uh, freaking uh, Salem that, that that like plays the piano and stuff. It's a super. Right. This this show was not that. The main reason I want to bring this up because this is a PSA to all of the nerd, all of the nerds who have children and who have kids. Like, don't let them watch this show. <laughs> it's not for children. This is this is not. Salem talking mess like Alf <laughs> to Sabrina talking about oh I love I love me some chimichangas and he's like playing the maracas no the show has heavy heavy stuff going on on a bunch of different levels is it good I I like it so far but it's not for everyone uh it has heavy uh I hate to, I hate to say it has heavy satanic overtones like 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 not just try hard (laughs) it's not just try hard like satanic stuff you know it's like no you accept the dark lord (laughs) like like what (laughs) like okay there's oaths taken three all over again (laughs) jeez man there's an actual satan in this in the in this in the episodes i've seen so far it's actually it's him the cat is the just let me know if the cat's in this again the cat is in this and the cat is not what you expect it to fucking be to be part of my french uh it's intense Uh it's it's undercut with comedy but for the most part it's not for children in my humble opinion it's good so far if you can get past all the all that stuff you know it there's sometimes where it's horrifically violent and then it like hard cuts to a joke, and it's like that's too that's too much of a hard cut, my good yeah. man. You gotta so, break the cut down. You got you got to smooth out that cut. You know, you right. can't punch me in the gut and then give me a lollipop. My stomach still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, before we go on, that brings yeah. up a thing that I made up today, just yeah. off the fly. Yeah. Just talking about how someone says something and then you don't understand them. And when you try to get clarification, it just confuses you more. So then I said, it's like when you open up a fortune cookie, you read the fortune, you don't understand it. So then you open up another fortune cookie to get the answer to that. Yeah, that's you're pretty much describing Death Stranding right now. <laughs> the more information we receive, the more you're confused mm-hmm. to the point where you just don't care anymore. Yeah, like, or you sing the thing that that logic song. I don't want to be alive. I hate that song. <laughs> that song is so. I get it, and it, it it reaches and touches people. So but you can't relate. I don't, I don't want to be alive. Oh my! So goodness. when he says, "Who can relate?" You go, "No, no, I'm an I old changed, man." I changed the station, man. My angsty days are over. <laughs> Every day is a gift, my good man. <laughs> Maybe when I was like 15, listening to Lincoln Park, like you missed me. That was my Lincoln Park angsty teen days. I can't do that anymore, man. Those days are behind me. And I'm looking forward into <laughs> the future. Uh, speaking to the future, let's let's go into this news now, man. You ready? Into the news. Into, into the, the news. news. Yeah. Into- <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to remix that later. I'm going to add some really stupid dubstep to that. Just that one part of the episode. Yep. <laughs> it's a really gnarly dubstep, Doug. You guys will love it. I know you will. Got to love it. You, got, you must love it. You're going to like the way it sounds. I guarantee I guarantee it. it. <laughs> You're going to like the way it sounds. I guarantee it. Speaking of things that people are going to guarantee you like, uh, I'm skipping the first part of the news because I'm like, meh. Uh, Disney is planning to reboot the Pirates of the Caribbean sans Johnny Depp. <laughs> is this the best or worst idea you ever heard? Well, I actually uh, watched a video on this on the Tube of You. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan was talking to Joey Diaz. <laughs> so two people who have no connection to Johnny right. Depp. Talking about how Johnny Depp isn't looking good right now. Mm. Um, I think there's something actually going on in Johnny Depp's life where he can't do this. Um, Mm. He can't go on. Um, Wait, we're not even talking about Johnny Depp, to be honest with you. But But no, but he's tied together to this franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, This is like connected to he was supposed to star in a movie based on the. The guy who uh, John McAfee, who created McAfee virus antivirus software, yeah, that nutty like, story. Yeah, oh that guy. How he's not a sitcom yet, I do not know. I do not know. <laughs> but oh, uh, that guy's a damn. So, but he got pulled out. So now uh, Michael Keaton is playing that uh, John McAfee. There was a video. Yeah, there's a Johnny Depp movie where he was playing detective, who's like trying to solve the. Uh, crime of biggie's biggie and tupac being shot mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was that was already done filming and they pulled it off from release because of a dispute he's having a johnny depp is and now they're being sued wow um, yeah so it's it's pretty scary right now for is he, mr depp is he having health issues or is it just the whole amber heard thing is breaking him down um self health issues i believe uh, that's that's the worst because it's like yeah. 
you can't just prescribe something to clear that up. That's an internal struggle. I mean, there are prescription medicines that can help with that, but it's really on him. You know, Mm -hmm. isn't he coming out with that new Harry Potter spinoff, The Crimes of Grimwald? Isn't that coming out soon? And I think that's also connecting with it because the the way I've heard it from other people was like, if you listen to like Doug Stanhope online talk about this, how he was friends with Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. And you would never see that about Doug Stanhope, who is like an, an obscure. It, um, he wants to be an obscure comedian sort of thing uh, uh, and it's like yeah we're friends but then once Pirates of the Caribbean happened there was like no like you can't he doesn't have any time to himself mm. it's like you can't it used to be that he can go to a restaurant and eat but now when he does people like they won't leave him alone yeah. so now take that and now add he's now part of the Harry Potter universe what did he expect man right <laughs> yeah so now it's all going down. That's what I call the Dave Chappelle syndrome, where you become so famous that if you if you don't like that type of attention, it's the worst thing for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some people bask in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, give me all the attention. You know what I'm saying? Give me all the attention. Give it to me. But Kat's like, you know. Where's the attention? I think Dave Chappelle gave this funny story. He's like, what really broke in my brain was he was at uh, Disneyland with his kids and people would just go walk up to him like, I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, people would just walk up to him saying silly stuff from his show. Yeah. And he's like, I'm with my kids. That. Yeah, I'm with my kids, man. Like, can you give me a minute? Can I get a minute? And, like, he can't, he like, he's, he's like, I can't go anywhere. I can't do it. I can't live my life because I'm too big now. And so he just, everyone thought he went crazy because he was like, I don't want the money. I don't want any of it. I'm just going to go to Africa for, like, three years and just <laughs> decompress, you know? Right. And Johnny Depp's the same way. Like Johnny Depp moved to France because he just didn't want anything to do with like Hollywood being that close to him anymore. You know what I mean? And he seems like the type where he's like, I just need to deject from this. But then he also likes money. So he's he's <laughs> going to be in Pirates of the Caribbean and roll that into Alice in Wonderland and then he roll likes that. Money? He loves money, my good man. He must if he's willing to like subject himself. And now he's rolled himself into a Harry Potter franchise where he's his he's the the main villain. Yep. <laughs> your, your face is going to be everywhere. So I, but going back to Pirates of the Caribbean franchise reboot, uh, without Johnny, it's a, it's a hard sell. Because why were those movies successful? It's all. Captain Jack Sparrow, and if you plan to make a film without him, that seems a little, little gutsy. We're fight. Oh, <laughs> oh we're gonna fight. Oh, I'm gonna pull out my fist. I pull out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fighting, uh, Legendary uh, Pictures is planning to develop a live action My Hero Academia film, or for my anime anime nerds. No Boku no Academia. Nani? This is the worst. This is the worst thing ever. Like anime doesn't anime doesn't work through the eyes of uh of through the through the glaze of Hollywood. It it just there's too much of a cultural disconnect for it to ever work, in my opinion. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got nothing to add about the uh, 
I mean, I've never seen My Hero Academia, or uh, I, I'm very, I'm very new to the anime world. Okay, it's okay, it's okay, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get you where you need to be. You know, I'll take care of you. Get you. All right, all right. That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> I have watched a lot of My Hero Academia. <laughs> Things went weird. Ha- Happy Halloween. <laughs> Good night, weird, everybody. Bro. Good night, everybody. Uh, but yeah, I've watched a lot of my hero, and I see where they're going for. And no, it's just they want to do no. Harry Potter meets X Men, which what, but pretty much what my hero is is just Naruto Oof. mixed with X Men. And just no, just let it be anime, man. Like it's it's been proven that anime cannot be adapted successfully. To yeah. the guys of American audiences, you just. But you know what? There was a time where they said the same thing about comic books, you know, and we're just now getting to a point where we're getting actually decent films based on comics, and you know, with this Monster Hunter movie coming out, that just makes me want to wretch. We're still not getting good video game adaptations on film. Nevertheless, anime. So, eh, I'm not really feeling this, man. I don't. I do not want, as they say, as they mean. Do not want. But do I want to see All Might Detroit smash somebody through the atmosphere? Sure, why not? Yeah, I'll watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still gonna like, watch I, it to see it first date, but I hate it. <laughs> like we all knew, we all knew the Death Note movie was gonna be trash. <laughs> don't lie to yourself <laughs> if you thought it was gonna be decent. Okay, people. <laughs> You know what's sad is that the Bleach movie wasn't that bad. <laughs> Compar- comparative, comparatively, say, yeah, yeah. I don't even have to see the Bleach movie to tell you that Death Note was no. bad. <laughs> Death Note was, was was kind of trash, or as, as as they say in Latin America, basura. <laughs> Death Death Note was moto was a mucho basura, primo. Uh, speaking of things that are trash, uh, apparently Kathleen Kennedy, like the big head of of Lucas of Lucasfilm now and Star Wars, she pretty much just she she's the controller of all the Star Wars. Has publicly came out and said, "Yeah, that Boba Fett movie spinoff is kind of dead." Yeah, that's that's not <laughs> I happening. Wonder why Han Solo? Han Solo, the Mandalorian. Because you're already having a show created by John Favreau that just talks about Mandalorians, which is pretty much the race that Bubble Fett's from. So why would you double dip that chip and make a full fledged Bubble Fett movie? And mind you, I love Bubble Fett. He's my he's my favorite Star Wars character because he's so yes, mysterious. You just like saying Boba. I like saying Boba because it's delicious. You ever have Boba's like top. you ever have like a, so. a Thai tea? You ever have a Thai tea with Boba in it, dude? Yes, delicious. But, uh, again. Michael did not recognize my reference or acknowledge it. I, I said it while he was in mid sentence. So see, you got to yeah. sneak him in. Yeah, <laughs> Boba's hand was on top. What? Boba's hand was on top. I, I'm not getting this at all. <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Oh, <laughs> Bobo, not Bobuds. Bo- Bobo. Close. Close enough, people. Fair enough. I- <laughs> That's a stretch, though. Come on, man. Yeah, that is a stretch. Oh, boo. Those things, those things had ideals, though. They were in there making Transformers and that super, that super scary, like Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street level, like 
like a car uh junkyard uh, that movie yeah, so so the movies not to, <laughs> i didn't mean to catch you out there but so the boba fett movie that's trashed tv show is still on the works yep it's still happening and... so um people are still gonna get their mandalorian fever on so yeah, man. you're gonna see boba fett like dudes floating around i'm boba the fett my backpack boba fett likes jets. dudes you hear it here first you never know man you, no see that would okay i <laughs> we, what if the mandalorian's a girl dude that would be cool he takes off the helmet it's like it's like boba fett's mom dude man if if any of those things happen you if you thought the last jedi <laughs> was, gonna... was like uh crazy like if people were upset you're gonna see some crazy Reddit. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I'm gonna say something real controversial, my good man. Yeah. Star Wars fans are not happy people, dog. That's true. Star Wars fans are not happy people, man. Yeah. They relish in the re. You know that sound? That re. <laughs> you know the right. sound of like raging nerds. Yeah. They bat. They now, bathe they, in that. If they sound. kept. If they kept making Star Wars films every year and there wasn't a gap. I could see them not being upset because they didn't have enough time to nostalgia, make it like a nostalgic franchise and like have it be, this is my baby. This is what I think it should happen. Ooh, yeah. And then, and then when something happens, that's not something that they created or like, it was not their idea. Yeah. They go. Wee! Yeah. That's what happens. And yeah. you you nailed it. It's like, there was such a, a time gap for people to idolize and put this franchise on such a pedestal mm -hmm. that you have to, you have the time gap between a new hope between the first trilogy, right? Yeah. Decades that passed of years of people building religions and making cool outfits and all types of crazy stuff. Right. And then right. the prequel trilogy happens and that's where the re began. That's birth of the re where people just love to just crap on it and just call it the worst thing ever created by man. And then there's another time jump, right? Years pass, and then a Force Awakens comes out, and the reawakens. It's like a, it's like a, it's like Dracula, it's an ancient mummy that wakes up every ten so years that ruins nerddom all across the world. <laughs> they wake up in unison. They are a legion, for they are many, and they freak out and are angry at any news that drops. It doesn't matter what they say; they're going to be upset. They find no joy. You know, water turns to bread turns to ash in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't feel the spray of the ocean on their face anymore, dude. <laughs> all they feel is the re. <laughs> That's all that remains, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sad. It's it's rough. They can't yeah. enjoy it. You know. Now speaking of sad, now you can go on with the next story. Thank you. Speaking of sad, now that all the Star Wars fans are going to wring my neck. Mm -hmm. But of course, this is not a uh, a um, micro ideal. Of course, there are great Star Wars fans out there that actually and I like the process. Hey, I like all the Star Wars stuff. You cannot. Yeah, <laughs> I like the yeah. prequels. I like the sequels. I like the original quills. So the original quills, straight <laughs> up. You know, oh, that's dope. Like I could find something amazing. I could find something amusing in all of them. Fair enough. Yeah. All of those, all the contents, Clone Wars, all that good stuff. Oh man, speaking of finding enjoyment in things, 
Have you read the full PlayStation Classic game list, man? Have you checked this little thing out? Not not yet. Not all of it. Uh, what, name a few names down for me. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, if I remember correctly at the top of my head, how about Final Fantasy VII? How about Final Fantasy VII? There, there's a float your boat. How about Battle Arena Toshiden, guys? Ding, what you ding, know ding, about ding, Battle ding, Arena? Ding, ding. <laughs> how about Tekken 3? How about... There you we know. go, my dude. How about, how about some Tekken 3, my dude? How about... Um, I'm missing a ton here because I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Now I don't want to say anything that's not on the list. But needless to say, it's a fairly good uh, uh, collection of classic PlayStation 1 games. They're going to be on this little uh, portable handheld... Not even handheld, portable system that you can take where you want and have a good time. So... They had me at Tekken 3. I'm not going to buy one, mind you. But I think it's a cool little thing. Like if you're having parties or something or you're traveling to keep like in a backpack and take and take into like a hotel room. But like, yeah, man, party over here. Let's play some uh, Destruction Derby. Do they have any of the Twisted Metals in this list? Yeah, I think they have like Twisted Metal 1 or 2 or something like that. yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. So here's my question. Uh, so Nintendo games, they there's been enough time from the original NES now that Mario has a nostalgic factor, but there seems to be a difference in these original PlayStation, these like PlayStation classic games. Um, is do you feel there's a difference in nostalgia between Mario and these classic PlayStation? I think there is, but I don't think it's as... Uh, I have a full list here. I'm going to go through that really quick before I answer your question. Okay. So, um, Battle Arena Toshiden, uh, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Intelligent Cube, <laughs> Jumping Flash, uh, Mr. Driller, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, dude. Oh, that's a good one. Rayman, Resident Evil, the director's cut, uh, a Revelations Persona, ooh, Persona, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, dude. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Wild Arms, Twisted Metal, Metal Gear Solid, Grand Theft Auto, Ridge Racer Type 4. Dude, this thing is, is balling. But in, in, in going through that list and feeling nostalgia over just some names, it's similar to how I felt with like a Nintendo Mini or Super Nintendo Mini for that matter. So I think it's just different generations, you know? It's like, I feel more nostalgic for Super Nintendo stuff because that's when I was a wide-eyed kid and video games were the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's there's somebody out there who felt the same way about the PlayStation or the PlayStation 2. So I think there isn't a difference. It's just based on what you were um, exposed to. You know, So I think there is a market for these little consoles because for the non-geeks like us, yeah. I mean, the, non- the non-geeks who don't live and breathe this stuff, that's something cool to buy for the house. Hey, honey, you want to spend 100, 200 bucks and play Twisted Metal? Remember that game? You know what I mean? Like, no. There's a cool market for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I, I just said no. I, like, I was the mo- the honey at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, no. No, pay I the bills. Pay bills. <laughs> yeah. I want to pay bills. <laughs> I got no time for that, man. And that's that's when the divorce starts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> PlayStation's wrecking happy homes because he he wants to play his tech well, and his wife is not happy. 
and PC has an open relationship. <laughs> right. Or it's the other way around. And she's like, honey, remember Jumping Flash? She's like, no, nah, I remember paying these bills, though. <laughs> she's like, oh. It's like you have no kids to blame it on. <laughs> you know, like you know, it's like you can be like, "Oh, I'm buying this for the little ones so they can play," but you secretly want to play it for yourself. And it's like I don't think our three month year old wants to play Twisted Metal. <laughs> it's like, nah, it's for him. <laughs> but no, your husband said no, so it's all shut down. And then the fighting starts. But yeah, I think these are finite because there's only so many systems you can go back and do. Right? Like, what is what's next? The Xbox Original Mini. You know, like the PlayStation Two Mini, like it's only so far, so long. <laughs> I know, and marketing guys is rubbing his mustache. Ooh, money! We can, you know, get more money. <laughs> we can make money? Question mark. Oh man! Question mark. Anywho, uh, speaking of making more money. Uh, there was this cool little indie horror game that came out a couple of years ago called Layers of Fear, which was very much, it wasn't like a, a boo haunted house thing, but actually it was. It was kind of like a walking simulator that had cool atmospheric things going on. That's getting a sequel, which I'm excited for because I played the first Layers mm-hmm. of Fear and watched it, um, Let's Play It and all that. It's just really interesting uh, storytelling kind of walks, walking simulator. And that's getting a sequel. Happy Halloween. So that looks really cool. And did you have any news that you wanted to add, Winter, before I go into Mike's fighting game power hour to close out no, the show? No, I mean, uh, there's no esports news really that I want to talk about. Uh... Esports. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Just, uh, you know, keep it. Keep it real. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a comatose state while you're talking about this. Uh, no, while, while I'm talking about fighting games, just imagine like a little gremlin that's like drinking out and doing and has his mouth full of like crunched Doritos. He's going around going esports. I'm just gonna, <laughs> like, probably gonna all my stables. favorite sandbox survival games while you're talking. <laughs> no man i want there to be some weird creepy goblin in like <laughs> in like dota that just runs around saying esports and stealing people's like life bars and stuff <laughs> just real creepy like what is that like think about dobby if he was like drinking four loco you know what i'm saying that's yeah. what i want i'll, I'll think about the san jose sharks which is about to start a game in a few minutes <laughs> go sharks no i don't know no. what all right, it's Michael's time for Fighting Game Power Hour, 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 hour. Uh, my apologies. Uh, guess what, guys? N- uh, Near Automata's 2B is coming to Soul Calibur 6. What do you think about that, Winter? Trash Monk, I, I, I. I'm forcing you to engage. What, what was that? I need your... <laughs> Uh, near Atumata's B2B is coming to Soul Calibur 6 as a downloadable character. What is your assessment? Uh, yeet. <laughs> okay, I can take a yeet. Yeah, yeet works. Cool. New, works. new ways to mash buttons <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad at you. Play how you want to play, man. Live how you want to live. It's the Adams family. But anyway, uh, 
have you heard of the game near automata do you know have you heard of that game one of the best i'm looking at pictures yeah it's a good game it's made by the guys who made near (laughs) and platinum games and uh this is big for soul caliber because this is a character that everybody loves and it's going to bring new players to the game which is always good so now this game has Geralt of rivia which is which is the main character of my second favorite game of all time and to be from near automata as playable guest characters and soul caliber has always had a history of great and not so great uh guest characters so i for one am extremely excited to give to be a go and see how she plays even though i can't i can't stop playing as ivy and i need to stop because i need to play the more of the soul calibers uh fix your matchmaking soul caliber takes forever for me to get in games and the second more weirder part of the michael the mike g power hour 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 is that Miss X from Gal Fighters is coming to uh, uh, SNK Heroines uh, Fusion Frenzy Galactica Dorito Chip. Uh, That's not the official name. That's the name I just gave it. And Miss X, and I'm going to get very nerdy here, is a inside character from 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 like a GBA game that was only like released once <laughs> and it's like it's yori from king of fighters but he dresses as a lady and fights in this all-girl game so as a homage to that they brought back the character as iori the dude dressed in uh like a sailor like a like a sailor outfit uh, like sailor popeye. moon and he's mrs x and like popeye think there you go the kids don't know about popeye do they <laughs> Do you think a 15-year-old knows who Popeye is? I'm just saying, like, do you think kids know who, like, Tom and Jerry are? Uh, no, they don't. Are you... Are they Bugs do. Bunny they for that matter? Big Mouth is. Oh, God. You know what's funny? I, I've been seeing, like, nothing but, like, out-of-context Big Mouth, like, gifts on my t- my Twitter timeline. I'm like, what is this show? And I tried watching it on on Netflix, and I was like, "Nah, it's like it's like a worst uh, Family Guy." Yeah. But some people love it. I mean, maybe I need to give it more time. But anywho, I'm not going to play SK Heroines because I don't care. Uh, but it's good news that M- Mrs. X is making a return because that's a hilarious callback, and I love the nostalgia stuff that goes on with callbacks like that. Yeah, man. Oh, I <laughs> almost forgot uh, the breaking news yeah, about Beth- about Bethesda. So apparently uh, there has been a statement made that there is currently the Fallout 76 beta that's going on right now. And a lot of people are jumping on the beta and getting a full feel for the game. Like as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to watch someone play the beta online just to get a viewing of how it's looking. But apparently there is a bug in the game that will brick and delete all 50 gigs of your beta install. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> it's the old man with the dollar, but it's the beta, dude. Do I play <laughs> the beta or do I brick my... <laughs> no, no. Do you brick your system and delete all the information? Just wait for the game to come out, my dude. Don't take the risk. 
Don't do it. But I'm a nerd. I need to play like a... <laughs> and with, this is coming off the heels of like one of the Bethesda spokes faces was like, yeah, you're going to you're gonna counter so many bugs, you're going to love it. <laughs> you got a big paperweight on your desk. I love it. <laughs> what is wrong? I, I, we've talked, we've gushed about Fallout so much on this podcast. You guys know we're me and Winter are some of the biggest Fallout marks ever. But you got to do better, Bethesda. You can't have save annihilating bugs. Like I can only imagine what that bug is. What if you if you uh, poke a death claw with a sword, your game just bugs out, <laughs> deletes your whole save file, all fifty gigs? What? <laughs> I've never heard of anything like that in my life, man. What it what is, is that? Uh, yeah, I help me, Winter. I, I can't help you. It's uh, help it's, me, man. It's weird. I mean, Bethesda has been, I think, one of the. I can't think of another time that they've had an issue like this before. Um, I, I or like a a game right. comes out and they've had such an error that it's this bad of an error. Um, now. Have they already fixed it? <laughs> last I checked, no. I just heard that the wow. bug is out there. And that's the last I checked Twitter. And everybody's just like, really? And it's like, every Bethesda game that's ever come out ever has been buggy. Right? Something weird. Like, this, it's too open world. And they're just like, no, it's buggy. Deal with it. And it's, for the most part, you kind of roll with it. You know what I mean? But this, like, makes me wonder. I don't want any bug yeah, in my like how, game. They've had so much time, right, to work on a on a game. It, it always Correct. boggles my mind that these are things that can still happen after how many hours. Like, if we look into like going back to the Rockstar, like how many hours people are working nonstop for a game. You know, it's like. They, yeah, how do these things get, get slipped by? And it's just—it's a human error issue, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just a—it's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's well, not I guess Bethesda doesn't have ten years and in infinite money like Rockstar did to make the most polished video game of all time. But Bethesda's always been loose with their QA. You know what I mean? They've always been loose. They just push the game out and then severely patch it two months down the road when everybody's now, complaining that the characters right. are glitching out. And it is a beta, out. so you know. There you go. And it is a beta, so you can't be right. too mad at that, but the glitches, it just deletes your 50 gig save file. That's inexcusable. It's not your character glitching through the map or... You know, even your current, even your, like, even if it was like a a, a glitch where your save file deleted, but you that's can't bad be enough. Upset when you bite into a cow and then say my steak's not done. <laughs> he just reminded me of like uh, Mitch Hedberg. You ever heard of that comedian? And you can't be. <laughs> that's a Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Something about escalators. I'm using the stairs. You can never yeah. break an escalator because it will just yeah, become stairs. <laughs> Forgot it. I said I saw a wino eating grapes, and I walked to him and said, "Dude, you're gonna have to wait." <laughs> uh, uh, 
hey kids, if you've never heard of Mitch Hedberg, he's a comedian that has has like a two hour stand up show of nothing but yeah. one liners. <laughs> it's two hours of raw one liners. And they're and the ebb and flow of his show is amazing. He's passed away, Lord rest his soul. But Mitch Hedberg was a classic dude. I just wish I remembered more off the top of my head. <laughs> It's so great. It's like you can never get lost in the woods because you could just stop and build a house. <laughs> and you'll just be home. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, what are you looking forward to, man? I'm looking forward to playing some more League of Legends, uh, getting paid this week. And I, I'm thinking about buying Overwatch for my computer. Actually, no. it's That's all in the future. Right now, I'm going to buy a second screen and I'm going to make it a vertical screen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> tight yeah. dude upgrading your uh your battle yeah, station because now dude. i have to the left of me i have a tv screen that i have hooked up to my tower then i have a normal screen in the middle and then to the right it will be my writing screen which will be a vertical and so i can look like a real writer <laughs> a real writer then you can start like you can start looking like uh stephen king or sutter kane you guys don't know anything Stephen about Stephen King came out with a book recently. Really? Yeah, and there's a review that um, his book, someone wrote that that the headline was like, the book is similar to the way Stephen King looks. Thin. <laughs> That's messed up. I'll leave Stephen King alone. He's a super old man at this point, man. <laughs> He's ultra old. <laughs> leave Stephen King alone, man. <laughs> I just love treasure people. Uh, I just there's sometimes people yeah. put like so much thought, and you can see them like getting like a just a mental like flush in their face, like oh, this is so good. Like the one I read about the guitarist yeah. of Blink One Eighty Two is uh, uh, who's been chasing UFOs is now I think the book his company is bankrupt. <laughs> that the one that was chasing UFOs, and the article was like all yeah. the dumb things. <laughs> That's just the onion. No, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> this was like a tech uh, blog. That's just rude. How how wooed? <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Uh for good old Mike G, I'm looking forward to. Ordering a pizza and just watching some horror movies for Halloween. That's as long as I planned it out. I'm releasing the final Ready to Scare on Halloween night, mm-hmm. uh, which which will be the uh, final Cinnabite, my ex-wife. Okay, go. <laughs> which will be the Julia episode, which is probably my favorite one of the whole batch. Uh, we'll also be re- releasing this episode the same day, so look forward to that. Looking forward to maybe biting the bullet and playing Red Dead Redemption since the Earth is telling me to do it. Did I say Cinnabite or Cinnabite? Just really no difference. <laughs> Thank you. Pain or pleasure? What What do you want? <laughs> Pain. Give me diabetes, Cinnabite. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a Cinnabite? You're like, you're opening the box and you're like, oh crap, the hooks are coming out and it's just a, a warm, steamy Cinnabon comes out. Mm. Enjoy <laughs> this pleasure. <laughs> like, can I get a knife and fork? Yes. <laughs> How about some milk? No. 
We're off the rails, folks. We We're off the rails. On the space rails. Please. Um, speaking of getting back on the rails, if you want to help help keep this show on the rails, please check out our Patreon. If you want to support the show monetarily, that is located at mastersoftheuniversecast.com. And if you wanted to support the show non-monetarily, please always remember to like our post, subscribe to our channel, and comment on our episodes. May that be found wherever you're listening to this beautiful uh, Cinnabite of a podcast. I have, of course, been your host, Mike G. And I've been your host, Trash Bunk. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. And we will always have ask you to take that one step beyond. Do, do, do. One step beyond. You know that song. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.